Yo, welcome to Beast Podcast. And if you don't know, Beast stands for bringing empowerment and skills together. And that's exactly what we strive to do on this show. We talk life skills, we talk financial literacy, we talk personal development. All these things are going to help you be a better you. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Yo, yo, yiggity, yo, yiggity, yo. Welcome back to the Beast Podcast. And in this episode today, um, I'm sitting down with Coach Omar and Coach Noah. So these are two guys I actually met in my time in London. Um, if you if you're a listener in the podcast back, might have been episode like 50 or something like that, uh, when I was talking about my European tour to get some pro contracts, I ran into, I actually met up with Coach Omar. Uh, just, just read my book and you'll learn all about that story um, that's coming out here soon. Um, met Coach Omar, he introduced me to Coach Noah. We all just kept in contact and, you know, we talk about having, uh, you know, you're some of the five people you spend the most time with. We like to set up these calls, you know, just to talk basketball, talk life, you know, figure out ways, you know, iron sharpens iron, figure out ways that we can help each other improve. And, you know, this conversation here was very insightful. So I figured, you know, I'd share it with you all. Cool. All right. So we're recording. Okay, cool. Let's just switch this like this. Boom. All right, awesome. So yes, yeah, so I guess for the for the camera, Omar, you brought some questions earlier, which is great. Um, questions of the day: What are what are our either? I guess depend how we want to play. Either three or five. What biggest influences as a coach could be people, mm-hmm. book, experience, anything. Um, and I guess like it's pretty broad, so I guess we can keep it broad. Um, you you mentioned you mentioned. Do I want to go first? Sure, why not? Um, I think, I think I would have to firstly say my mother, um, so she was my only parent growing up. So she was, she was like, yeah, mom and dad, she was everything. Um, and I, I, uh, I think especially how I relate to players and also how I like, I don't want to say discipline players, but like that line between frustration and then discipline, you know, where it kind of like goes, you know, between, not between, but like from one as it fades into the next. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. as in like how I'll start to communicate when, when we're both, when I'm frustrated with them and then it starts to fade into, okay, now discipline is going to start to come in because of, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so I would definitely say that. Um, I don't know if you want to go in reasons why or are we just pick, are we just pulling out names? You can go, yeah, go, you can go in why if you want. Cool. So, so well, yeah, when you asked the question, I was in a bit of a rush earlier. So I definitely, I had a bit of a think, but like definitely not as in-depth as, as I maybe like, but I guess that's could be what the conversation's for. But um, yeah, so like she's a pretty, pretty fierce lady. If you imagine like a, like a bigger, louder version of me, which is pretty intense. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's just like, that's what, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so she's like, she's quite intense with definitely like fire and ice kind of person, like really nice and then like really hard. Um, she was pretty, I wouldn't say hard on me as a kid. She like let me have like a lot of freedoms and a lot of like figuring it out for myself. Um, and, you know, the classic, you know, the thing of like, don't touch that, it's hot kind of thing. Like, don't touch the stove, it's hot. And then like I would touch it and she would just look at me, for example, and be like, told you. Like not, but not very, very non-coddling. Like 
very much like you're going to figure it out. Like I'm not going to figure the situation where it's dangerous, but like you'll very much figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, and I and I I definitely as a person and as a professional and as a coach, I think I'm very much like I'm going to give you the tools to make like put. I'm going to give you all the pieces. You make the puzzle, kind of thing. So it's like yeah, and if you need and if you need a prompt, I'm here. And if you need more help, then I'm here. And I think I understand completely about people doing different learning differently especially excuse me, especially someone being who's dyslexic as well so like learning a little bit differently like just kind of a how I, my brain puts things together and sometimes it will just snap and sometimes it would just take an extra second and like definitely like learning to learning um in doing is helpful for me so i understand that with other people as well so i think that's that and then in regards to just like just like the respect of how I talk to them. I guess, like I said, like the, the, the fading from like one to the next, just like, like I, was, I was talking in the huddle like the other day, um, Omar, like my under 11s, I talk to them how I talk to anyone. Now, obviously I'm not going to curse or anything, but like, I'll talk to you, you know, you're an adult, cool. You're 10 years old, bam, I'll talk to you the same because I still respect you as a person in your own right. And yes, you don't know as much and you're still learning, you know, life and everything. But you know, you still deserve their respect, and I'll talk to you like that, and it's still that clear communication. And the same, at the same time, I expect that back. So it's like you know, you don't know, you don't get the whole like, oh, I'm just mess, oh, I'm just a kid messing around, or like you know, no, no, like he he said he understood, I believed him, like you know, we had an agreement, so that's that. Like so, it's very much like, and then obviously, like I said, when it comes into that discipline side, it's very much like, I don't want to be like, oh, we messed up, oh, we're running seventeens, you know, I'm very much like, okay. If we do these things, we're going to be on point. If we don't do these things, this is the flip side of that. This is like the punishment or discipline, whatever you want to call it. Do you all understand? Yes, coach. Great. Let's run it. And then, of course, inevitably at some point, we'll mess something up. Cool. So we know what happened. And then less and less now I get the whole, oh, but, but, but. I'm like, we 10 minutes ago, we all said, right? So you were, were you listening? Yeah, cool. And then one kid, oh, I wasn't listening. Well, you got double. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that kind of thing with one. Um, I don't know. Basketball influences is tough. Like we got some more specifically. Um, I think if I'm honest, and I think I've said this word a number of times recently, and we've never really had a conversation about like stamping it as like a stamping it as like a heading. And I, and I think that just that, that's not how our relationship has worked. But Coach Omar, I think as like a mentor and just someone that knows the game so well, like you help me like so so much and just like just basketball wise basketball is a lot but i think it's a it's bigger than that as well so like we've talked we spoke a lot about ball but like just also how life feeds into it and also vice versa you know we've always talked about how like basketball is the vehicle to 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 teach life lessons um and i think you know me being a little bit older than a bit more a bit older and also definitely in my opinion life experience i'll get to that in a second more than some of my colleagues even that are maybe the same age or a little bit older than me and then mm-hmm. omar's obviously got some years and life experience on me again so i think it's like we we definitely vibe on that well yeah and just really, really talk each other exactly exactly and we really understand that kind of like ball is great and if you know every single play and every single action that's amazing and you're gonna go far but if you can add this other dimension then you just yeah everything starts gonna align and you're just good so I think even though compared to obviously the person I mentioned before, you know, we've only known, only, only known each other a couple of years, but I think, yeah, in regards to that, I think just, and also just the way things need to be thought about, that's the, yeah, very, very helpful. Um, 
And I guess like finally, I'll go, I'll go three and I don't want to go too long. Um, I guess with just life experience, like things that I've been through. And I guess that's really, really non-specific in a, in a non-specific like question, but like the things that I've been through, like so many positives, so many negatives, like just big, big changes, things that I've had to overcome. Like, you know, we mentioned, we mentioned loss, you know, uh, earlier in the conversation, things like that. Um, different kind of ways of growing up. So like, like I said, it was just me and my mom. My dad left when he when when I was really young. And um, we like were very, very not well, poor. Not we were not well off at all. Like, yeah, really like having a tough time till like, I don't know, till like maybe like early to early teenage years, maybe kind of like kind of 14, 15, I don't know, like that, that kind of time. We moved, we moved, we moved a little bit and moved out of London and then that was started to get a little better. Um and then yeah, from there and then just like yeah, living in weird places. I think in some ways growing up kind of fast and in other ways like I wouldn't say like not growing up as fast but like yeah just kind of like you know a regular childhood growth and then like having also just combination of like city and country and that good combination of just like that city kind of like smart but then like the kind of the kind of the country like you got to just make it happen and just, oh just go out and do it and that kind of thing and just um I think like that and just yeah just education as well going to like two or three different schools um, not that I was like bad or anything, just like because obviously we moved, <laughs> um, just stuff like that. So just yeah, different influences and things like that, and just yeah, and just yeah, traveling the world a little bit, going to New York, going to Europe. Big fan of Berlin. Like Europeans have this whole like way of thinking, especially like the English people just don't quite get. They're just a bit too. Um, anything else you want to add? I think yeah, just people that have been around. I think just just yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say anything else. So that was, that's long, long. Try to, I'll just try to keep it. Like. That was good. It's good. Thank you. Big shout out to our sponsor, Beast Training App. Okay, the Beast Training App uh, made and designed by your podcast host, Deshaun Beasley, Coach Beasley. It has all the workouts that you would need on this app. So anything you want to work on, whether it be ball handling, a better jump shot, or maybe even just some yoga videos because you're looking to get a good stretch in. All these videos are on the app with voiceover instruction, okay? Anything that you want in this app, there's a tech support number. If you want to send film in to see if you're doing certain moves right, okay, you get premium coaching at a discounted rate of only $15 a month. To start your seven-day free trial, go ahead and click the link in the description or just search on the Apple or Google Play Store Beast Training app. Um, I'll, I'll go next. I'll leave Beasley, uh, to bring us home. Um, I'm going to, I didn't even think about this, but I'm going to steal it from, you Noah. like my parents, obviously in terms of like raising me and who I am. Uh, so I'll definitely steal that from you. But the first one that comes to mind for me is my uncle, my dad's brother. Um, it's like the, the saying, if you see it, you can't achieve it. Like if you see, like if you see something as someone as a model, then like it, it makes it that much more real to you. Mm. Um, he played in the NBA for like a hot second, played in the ABA, played professionally overseas, coached overseas for a long time. So from in terms of like, that's like the guy, my me and my brother wanted to be like, like we wanted to be like my uncle. Um, and the other part about him is that he kept it real. Like there's so many times where it's like, dang, like, at the moment I've been that heartbroken, but like, he just kept real with like facts. Like, you're not likely to make the NBA. He's like, 
it was like it can happen, but it's like you don't grow. It's not very like my brother didn't grow. My brother's five foot ten point guard. Like I grew to be six foot five. And even then my, my uncle wasn't like, oh yeah, you're gonna make it. He's like, you have a slightly better chance. Um, but then just so much about as a young age, just like talk to a coach like you're a coach. He taught me, he told me that I must have been like 13 years old. Um, read, read books, read basketball books. Uh, I remember, and a lot of times I was the younger one and my older siblings were like talking basketball, talking stuff with him and him just talk, like talking about like pivoting. He was like, there is no right or wrong way. He's like, learn it all. Because if you play long enough, you're going to play for a coach that does it differently. And I've said, me and Noah, we've talked about that directly. But like, that's straight from my uncle. And I'm like, boom, like mind blown. Cause it's like, oh, my high school coach got fired. Thank, thank God. Cause I had a better coach come in, but it's like, I wasn't hamstrung by only knowing what that prior coach taught. So um, that was like just so huge for me. Um, and his wife, well, now ex-wife, a wife, she was French and played professional at like freaking 16 or 15. So like their influence on me was huge. And then later getting to go and seeing a professional training camp and going with them scouting players to, to play on his team uh, professionally, like that stuff was just huge. Like, um huge benefit for me um the next i'll say is more of an experience uh i got cut seventh grade year trying to think that's like under how are easily how are you in seventh grade like 13 12 13 something like that yeah i think i was like 12 so so since seventh grade is yeah 12 like 12 or 13 years old yeah got cut and was like didn't think i should have got cut whatever but looking back I wasn't great but and I probably told you this Noah but my brother who was like hot stuff the one who was 5'10 point guard all everything he was really really good at a young age um, and stayed good all the way through college until he got hurt but I remember having a conversation with my brothers and him being like whoa hold up you got cut what you say doesn't matter you're not good enough and like that stuck with me and it was like yeah okay I'm like I'm not going to have that happen again and like I'm dribbling to the court outdoors every day like I'm working on my game every single day um so that influenced me as a player and then as a coach and specifically as a coach in that I believe that players can improve and players can get better and people can change like I worked with a guy um at Wells College who the coach um where I coached um JJ um he wasn't as big of a believer in like guys change. He's a really, he's a good coach. He's successful, but he's like, if you're, if he recruited you as a undersized four, he wasn't like, Oh, you're going to be a three. Like, I don't care. He didn't really care if you were like, I want to be a three man. I want to be a guard. He just didn't believe in that. Um, he was going to play as an undersized four and get the most out of you. Whereas like for me, because of my personal experiences, I believe that players can prove change, get better. Like, I wasn't good. I thought I was good. I probably should have made the team, but I didn't get good until 16, 17 years old. Um, so like that was a huge experience for me. Um, now getting, I guess, more specific, specific stuff. Um, the early 2000 Sacramento Kings were a huge influence on me. Fun team to watch. White chocolate, Chris Webber, the balls moving, flipping, whipping around. Um, and then my pops was like, well, why are they good? What do you like about them? Blah, blah. And he gave me a book. Um, Pete Carell, who used to be Princeton's coach, the Princeton offense, he was a special assistant for that team. So he gave me that book probably about 
I don't know if I was 16 years old, 16, 15, 16, something like that, maybe 17, go 16. And like who I am as a coach relates back to that team and that moment and reading about Pete Carrill. And like I say it all the time as part of like my basketball essence is the strong take from the weak and the smart take from the strong. Like that's directly from that book. Um, ideally you want to be strong and smart. So, um, but in terms of, I love, I'm a passing game coach, spacing, back doors, body movement, ball movement. It all goes back to that Kings team and that book on the Princeton offense and just kind of started my basketball journey. Like I had no clue I wanted to be a coach. Um, but looking back, it's like, it was all there. Um, and then lastly, the last thing is not like necessarily one experience, it's like the college coaches I've had have contact with. Like there's tons, tons and tons of college coaches that have helped me. But the coach I played for, my, like my program at Tuskegee, I learned a lot what not to do, how not to run a program, how not to do things. Um, my college coach was really great for me in terms of I had a lot of responsibility. He taught me a lot. I learned specifically about post moves, but I learned from him. Uh, I said Coach Joe and at Wells, he taught me a bunch about recruiting and like dealing with people, um, good and bad. Uh, and then lastly, Coach Samples at University of Dallas, like that's like a, a game changer. Like I thought I knew a lot and I did know a lot, but working with him, I learned like professionalism, always learning and getting better. Like I knew stuff like I'm basketball IQ and like we all kind of know stuff, but he kind of helped me like, okay, focus it in. Let's get depth into your knowledge. Oh, so you like the Princeton offense. You think you know a lot. Okay, I got my scouting assignments were teams that ran some of that stuff. So I freaking learned. Like, I had to watch film and film and film and terminology and coaches clinics. And, like, to this day, we still talk all the time about, like, specifics, the minutia of pick and roll passing. So, like, I guess that was one. It didn't take, like, a huge program. But I know, like, D1 programs and coaches and – but. His like coach samples really helped me in terms of, oh, this is what a pro, this is how a program's supposed to be run. This is how you're being professional. This is how you are as a coach. So that really, really, really helped me. And that was later in life. That was, I don't know, a bit, I was in London, I think it was four years to the day my wife moved to London. Um, so that's eight years ago. So those are the big ones for me. Um, obviously, every player you coach and people you deal with, Noah, Beasley, you guys, specific players I've coached over the years, I'm like, that have influenced me. But those moments are the ones that stick out as being huge. Awesome, man. Mm. Um, for me and how I took the question, I just took it as people. Like, what direct people, like, influence my current coaching style and, like, how I teach? Um, the first person is – my mentor, Jason Seeley, he's from uh, the Caribbean, New York, I guess, uh, is where, where he resided most of his life. But I met him, like, after my first year playing at Wright State, so in between what would be academically my sophomore and junior year. Um, and he taught me a lot about professionalism, as in, like, and I'm actually, I literally was just writing about this in a in my book this morning, editing this chapter, he, he basically taught me, you know, how like uh, visualization and manifesting and bringing it to reality, right? He would say, you know, act as a pro, mm. because if you're acting as a pro, you're going to do the things that a pro would do. Like you always need to care yourself. And he's like a professional on and off the court, like, right? Like, what are some things that a professional would do? Like 
How would a professional take care of his body? How would a professional train his body? How would a professional train his mind? Right? What's, what are the type of people he would be around? Like he really honed that in. And I spent a lot of time around him. Like the summers we would work out three times a day um, in Athens, Ohio. I mean, Omar knows Athens, like there's nothing else to do. So like we were literally just in the lab, like learning a lot, watching film. Um, Cause back then when I would watch film, I would just kind of watch for the highlights and stuff. But he's like, you know, watch it for like the skills. Like, how are they getting these? That he was the one who introduced me to like how to watch film. Like I, I would always watch highlight tapes, but like he was the one who kind of entered like, oh, like you see that baseline drift. Like, oh, you see, like here's some things um, influential on how I like live day life and kind of run my business as like people centric, if that makes sense. Like it's not even like the service that I have. It's like really connecting with the people and like helping develop the person through the game of basketball. Um, Cause that's what he did for me. Um, the second person I have on my list is Joe Chapman, who was the head coach at Pine Manor College. Um, and he really influenced me just because like of his like, like his guts and determination as in like, this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. This is how we're going to do things. And we're going to do it this way. Simple and plain, flat out, no questions asked. Like he demanded that of his players. And I saw two sides of it because he has an elite um, AAU organization, Team Spartans. Um, they basically play all over the nation. I mean, they have their entire starting lineup is getting division one offers. One is getting the Michigans, the Maryland's, the Syracuse. Um, but that organization, they bought in to his philosophy and how he teaches. And, and we're seeing the benefits of what they're getting. Because he's been with these guys since they were seventh, eighth grade. And then I see like the college program and how they were in a rut. He gets there, they make it to the conference championship, win it one time, make it three years in a row. And they weren't even bought in. So it was kind of like me seeing like, by you sticking to your guns and being who you are, like whether people buy in or not, they're going to reap the benefits of it. Like the last year I played, like we had no business making it to the conference championship. No business at all, but we made it there. Like no business at all. Nine freshmen, our entire starting five either quit or got kicked off the team. Like transfers coming in halfway through the season. Uh, one of our coaches got uh, fired mid-season over some some scandal stuff. So it was, we had no business, but because of the coach who he is, right? Um, and then also I learned a lot from him just because as an assistant, he kind of gave me full reign to kind of like take control and take initiative. Like he gave me the initiative to like go out and recruit players. Hey, we need these type of players, like go find these people. Like gave me the initiative. Like there was multiple practices that I ran on my own. Like he, he gave me, he entrusted me in like running practices. So like he gave me a lot of like, hands-on and tangible, um, you know, paying attention to stats in a game, paying attention to how the stat sheet is read at halftime and how we analyze it. Like as a player, I would look at it totally different. Um, you know, whereas as a player, I would just look at our team. Whereas a coach, he's looking at their team, where are their shots coming from? How are they getting? And it was just a, a change of perspective. It was a lot of hands-on learning while I was there because I was literally thrown into the fire. I went from being uh, air quote like we talked about last summer right? I was there coaching for free so I'm technically a volunteer coach but now I'm running the practices doing the scattering reports uh 
you know, ahead of player development, ahead of everything. So um, that was cool. And then the last one, I see Noah sent that, that link just in case we get it cut off. Um, and then the last one, uh, Coach K.O. Santos. So when I was in Florida, uh, the organization I was working with, Hart and Hustle, uh, he actually brought me in to work with his, his company. And I learned a lot about how to teach the game uh from him like his way of teaching concepts um i just thought it was very simple and straightforward where the kids could understand and there was like and it wasn't like he was pointing out like crazy like out of this world details or like hidden secrets or anything it was just the way he it was just the way he 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 conveyed those teaching points to the kids um and that kind of stuck with me because i attributed uh, like my coaching style and how I speak to kids and how I even like, ver I don't want to say reward, but like verbally incentivize, uh, uh, affirm, you know, whether somebody's, you know, doing something correct, like even some of those things and mannerisms I took from him. Um, he definitely influenced me. And same thing, he gave me a lot of responsibilities, like um, joining his organization. I mean, off the rip, he gave me like two or three AAU teams to coach. And off the rip, threw me into the fire as far as, hey, we need a JV assistant coach. I bet. Then the next year, he's like, hey, I'm coaching here and at DME, so I'm going to need you to be the interim head coach for parts of the season. Like, So literally just thrown into the fire as far as you know, scheduling practices, practice plans, dealing with players, dealing with parents of players, and all types of, like, I, like between those three people, like, I feel like I learned all sides of the game, like from the coaches to the players, to the teaching, to the skills training versus the coaching from the, the off the court, on the court. I feel like I learned a lot from those three. Yeah, that's awesome, Beasley. It's funny you say about like the throwing into the fire bit. Um, Omar will, Omar will attest to this, but that's very much like the way. I see you laughing already. <laughs> but yeah, it's very much the nice way. To, and it's funny because Coach Helen, she's a coach that started this year. Obviously, hasn't really got going yet because of obviously COVID. But um, over the summer, started things with us, and she was she said it the other day, right in the in the whole coach huddle. I think she was like, kind of just threw me, threw me in, and I had to throw. <laughs> and like yeah, and I was in the same. I went, you know, I had my. Had my uh, meeting with James. I know this is a, this is going to be your timetable, weekly timetable. Great, thank you. Next week I get an email. Yeah, it's tripled. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't have time to send him back a yes or no. It was like, can you do this? And then I went into the office the next day. So anyway, you're doing it, right? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, what's this, is yeah, what's this? What's that? You'll you'll figure it out. Cool. Uh, where do I need to be? There. That, that's cool. Like that. Like that. Cool. And, it, and it's funny, too, because like Jason, the first guy, when I first like when I was training with him, he was he was still doing camps around the nation and stuff. So I would go to him to these camps and he would once again just throw me on the spot. Like, hey, teach this concept to these guys. Um, and that attributes to like my leadership style now, because like even like now I have coaches that train underneath me and I kind of have to catch myself and reel it back in because, I mean, I have a product. I have to make sure the product is the same, whoever gets it. But I like to do trial by fire like now, like like whenever I'm delegating a test, like just figure it out. Like, I don't really care. Not everybody yes. operates like that, but it's definitely influenced the way, the way I lead going forward. Yeah. And, and I think, I was gonna say, I think that also like it's separate, but the cream rises to the top. Like everyone can't do it, but it's like, it cuts the check. It cuts right to the point. Like 
you know, nothing can you're automatically bad, but it let a person know, and like, well, I need to study, I need to learn more, I need to pay more attention. Um, it, it's funny you say that because they brought up an example that's another another situation. My brother's, um, his coach in college, West Virginia Westland, um, I would go to the camps and work camps as a college student. And usually it's like the certain level coaches that are like running stuff. Like the college, the college kids, the players usually have a team, they coach the teams, they run the clock, they do that stuff. And like the big time coaches do like the big presentations and do all sort of stuff. And one year when I was coaching, like after lunch, there's usually a big presentation because everyone's just ate. All the whole camp comes in and sits down the main gym. And then like the head, a big coach does a presentation. And one year the head coach comes to me and is like, all right, you're, you're, you're giving today's presentation on defense. I'm looking like, what you mean? Like, I'm a sophomore in college or junior or something. Like, I can't remember which it was, but I was like, dang. And then it was like, I had like 10 minutes. Like, get your thoughts together because you're speaking in front of three, 400 kids right then. And I'm like, oh, Lord. But it, it worked out. I was stressed. I was nervous. But it made me like bring in all these thoughts like, you know, we might have, and Noah, we talk about this, like, what's your philosophy? What's your this? What's your that? Um, they're, again, they're kind of like loose thoughts floating around. Like, we, we all have them, the things we like. But that that presentation, I had to be like, okay, I got to reel these things in. What am I going to talk about? Um, and to be honest, I'm very, very, very thankful for my high school coach, the guy that came in my junior and senior year, because I just, I, he taught us, like, he got into it. Like, we learned defense. And so I'm like, thank God he, the coach had me teach defense because I could get into, like, detail 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 was offensively he taught us skills we played motion it was like play which that probably wouldn't have been a great um speech i guess or clinic but it's like you said thrown to the fire and i was i was i was nervous i was hurt i was like scared but afterwards i'm like oh i can do this like i can i can be a coach i can really do these things so yo thank you for listening to the beast podcast we hope that you learned something and are empowered and inspired to be a better version of yourself. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe, like, share it with a friend, a family member, or anybody who can get some value from it. Uh, and don't forget to rate and review the podcast. All right, y'all, be great.